When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, what's up? Hello. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Colorado State men's basketball coming off of a thrilling 61-55 border war win up in Fort Collins. The atmosphere was tremendous. One of the most fun college basketball games that I have ever had the pleasure of attending. Just a great atmosphere. Two competitive teams playing for a whole lot and fans that were into it. I mean, this is this is everything that you could ask for. I already dove into all of this uh, late last night, so go check out that pod if you want to get into some of my takeaways. I, I spotlighted some of the key moments in the game, talked about some of the individuals that really shined. Obviously, David Roddy went off. He had 26 points in this one, 11 rebounds, also led the team with three steals. There's just nothing he can't do at this point. And I really enjoyed catching up with him, talking about this game, kind of what CSU did differently as far as, you know, trying to really not let Maldonado and EK be the guys that beat them. Uh, we talked about some of his teammates, Utah State, the rest of the the schedule. It, w- it was a lot of fun, as it always is. Before we get to that interview, I've got to tell you about my friends over at Chevalier Mortgage. Their ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, it's going to create natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. I mean, if, if you've attempted this process in Colorado, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's crazy out here. So let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much of that stress. Just take some of the worry off your plate. What's really cool is they have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, not only can you enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat, but you're also going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. And Mike in Virginia will take the burden off folks so they can focus on their home being a home, not just a house. Again, go to dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Tell him Justin from the DNVR Rams podcast sent you. 
One last time, you can always just go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, joining me on his weekly appearance on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage, we've got Team DNVR athlete, Colorado State's David Roddy, coming off of a 26-point performance in the border war. Big-time win for the Rams up in Fort Collins. The atmosphere was incredible. I guess just first things first, when you look back on that game last night, what what stands out the most to you? You know, and it's you know you've had a little bit of time away from it now, still fresh in your mind, but you know you've gotten to sleep. You know, maybe eat breakfast. What stands out? Yeah, um, I would just say the resilience. Uh, I would say would definitely stand out. You know, we started off hot um, <clears throat> into a big lead, and then they they came right back. Um, and none of us, you know, seemed frustrated or flustered at that. You know, we understand now as basically a veteran team that. You know, it's a game of basketball. There's always going to be, uh, it's a game of runs. So, uh, understanding that, you know, coach got a technical after, a um, you know, a, a, a kind of a missed call or a kind of a bad call such in a bad our opinion. On, yeah. yeah. But he, I feel like he didn't have an angle. So, and it looked clean. Um, but I think he was still in the circle, but, uh, you know, after that, um, still, you know, just handling adversity and everybody knew exactly, you know, what was happening. So, um, we just, you know, stick to the course and stick to the plan. And, you know, I'm super proud of my team for that. You know, a, a couple of games now where, where Medved's picked up a tee, he also picked one up in the, in the UNLV game. Does that, I mean, does that like actually, you know, inspire you guys or, you know, does it make you feel good knowing, you know, Hey, like coaches got our back in these situations. We don't have to complain. He, you know, he's going to go after him if, if the refs, you know, are, are making poor call, calls. Yeah, I would say that um, it definitely, you know, brings us together and it's just more motivation. And, you know, you see him so frustrated, you know, just either with, you know, the refs or or our, our own play. Um, and he just knows that we can play better. So uh, that's just, you know, kind of a, you know, a call for us to to pick it up. And usually we do, you know, after those after those texts. But it is very rare for for Nico to get a text. So. Um, you know, if he's getting one, then there's something that's going on. You guys really contained Maldonado and, and EK in this one. They had 12 points, a combined five and 19 from the floor. I mean, probably the, the best defensive effort that anybody has done against these guys all season long, starting with Maldonado. He's a guy who obviously kind of went off in that first matchup. What was different this time around? I know, you know, the, the game plan was kind of to make other guys beat you and, and Jeffries hit some threes and Ducell hit a couple as well. But what were you guys able to do with Maldonado that you weren't able to last time around? Yeah, I think it was more of a team effort. You know, I think uh, we changed up our scheme a little bit uh, to have, you know, a bunch of people guarding him. Uh, you know, he's, he's a first team all conference player, a Mount West player of the year candidate as well. So, um, you know, he's really tough to, you know, contain. So, um, I think it was uh, definitely a team effort on both EK and Maldonado. Um, you know, those are again, two great talents. Um, but I think it was just more team oriented, you know, coming with a blitz or, you know, a double team or, you know, and, and our rotations were really good as well. So, um, you know, to, ha to limit those guys to that much points is a huge testament to, you know, just the attention to detail that, you know, the players and the coaches have. Maldonado, I feel like is one of those guys where, if he plays for your team, 
you love him because he's he's such a pest defensively. He's very skilled offensively, but he's such an easy villain. You know, if you're going up against him because he draws charges and he's yapping and you know he plays very aggressive. Do you feel like he kind of got out of his game at all in this one, especially after kind of getting into foul trouble pretty early? Um, yeah, I wouldn't say he got out of his game. I think it was just understanding, you know, that he's in foul trouble most of the game. It's really, really tough to stay aggressive and both on offense and defense when you know you have two fouls in the first half or, you know, three early in the second half. So, um, you know, I think he was just more facilitator mode. Uh, Drake Jeffries was – you know, he hit seven threes against us or whatever he, or six threes. And, um, you know, he's trying to get him the ball as much as possible. So, uh, we trying to, we kind of understood that a little bit more, um, and kind of eased off of him just a little bit. Um, but you know, we were still coming with our double team and everything and having great rotations, but, uh, you know, Jeffries was the one who was on fire. So, uh, I think like any other logical basketball player would just try to get him the ball as much as possible. What's the toughest part about, kind of trying to stop EK is it just that he's a brute force or I mean he he seems deceptively very skilled to me like a guy that has nice touch for for how big and strong that he is yeah um I think it's that he's super super strong and can get to you know his deep post catches very easily so um you know James Moore's DT and, and myself did you know, a pretty good job of trying to push the catch out a little bit more um, you know, super, super skilled going to his left, uh, super physical. So, um, when he backs you down, you like, you, it's pretty hard to stop. So, um, you know, for us, it was just, our plan was just to try to extend his catches as much as possible and just try to, um, you know, keep him out and keep him pressured. So, um, but yeah, he's, he's a really, really tough guy to guard. He's fun to watch. It was, I don't know. I just, I kept looking at the stats, you know, and as the game went on, I kept thinking, you know, eventually Ike, he's going to get his just because, I mean, you guys defended him pretty well, even in the first game. I think he had 16 points, but like eight of it came at the free throw line. So it wasn't, you know, like he absolutely went off or, or anything like that. And I don't know, it just, it just kind of never happened. And it was, you know, kudos to you and your teammates. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. What are your thoughts on the, on the court storm? Because there's a, pretty cool picture of you. I used it in my article of you just kind of standing in the crowd. You've got a big old smile on your face. It seems like you're just soaking it all in. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty consistent with basically the home wins from now on, but, um, you know, it, it was just an awesome experience. Uh, I know the fans were, you know, excited and waiting for that moment. Um, you know, especially just, you know, what happened last time that we played them. So, um, you know, they wanted to storm the court. I think there was like, it was like a hesitation with the student section because uh, the buzzer sounded and there's like just two people running. And then I was like, is everybody else going to come or <laughs> they're not? So I try to get as to the handshake line as fast as possible. Cause last time I, I, I couldn't make it over there. So, um, but yeah, no, it's just awesome to see the students that involved and, and invested just as much as we are into the game. And so it's, it's, it's an awesome feeling. There are people that are kind of cynical about it. Obviously sometimes, you know, saying like, you know, you should only storm the court under, you know, if you only, if you beat a top te 10 team, you know, or only this or that. Do you feel like there should be, I don't know. I don't, I feel like there just shouldn't be rules. It's just kind of like an in the moment thing. And it was a big win. The atmosphere was there. It felt natural to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's natural. I don't, yeah, I don't care what, how they're ranked or anything like that. You know, they beat us on their court and, um, you know, they're, again, they're a top team in the conference. So, uh, you know, 
we wanted to, we wanted to win and, and they, they stormed the court and it's definitely about the feeling too. Um, you know, after a close win, a, a tough scrappy win, you can definitely storm the court, but, um, yeah, if it's like a bottom quad four team, then don't storm it. But if it's a rivalry game, like do whatever you want, do whatever you feel. is. That's necessary. how I feel. So, like, I mean, you gotta have some standards here. It can't be an every game thing or it kind of takes away the, the luster, but I don't know. It's just, it's funny to me because people complain when students don't show up and then they complain when students are showing up and they apparently are too into it for you. It's just like, what do you want? Um, you guys got a big game coming up against Utah State. Actually, sorry, I got one more question for you. But before we, You said last night you were the, the most even keel that you had ever been kind of going into a game, confident in yourself and your teammates. Can you kind of elaborate more on that? Like, were you just in the zone? I mean, this was a, a huge game. You guys are coming off of a, a really tough loss. And obviously, there's just, just so much at stake. But you you felt at ease. Yeah. Um, I think that's just mental preparation. I think it's starting to click a little bit more. Um, and just understanding, like, hey, you know, I can't I can't do it myself. Like, no matter how many points I score, I can't do that to to win a game by myself. Uh, I need my teammates to to do that as well. And I need help from everybody else and just trusting them, you know. Um, you know, everybody has grown so much over the season, whether that's you know, personally or, or, you know, athletically. So, um, I think it was just that just, uh, in the culmination of, of trust and, you know, uh, preparation for, for the game, as well as just the atmosphere too. Um, just understanding like, Hey, you know, everybody's on our side and let's just go out and have as much fun as possible. So, um, I think it was, it was a mixture of all of that. Do you typically feel more nerves in a, in a rivalry game or like a big time matchup or, are you, I know it's easy to say like, you know, we got to view every game the same, but every game isn't mm-hmm. the same, but it just isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just, uh, what I usually, I'm not really nervous. Nerves are kind of constrict you from playing your best, um, but more anxious and more butterflies and everything. Um, I was just ready to play mostly. Um, and you know, I, sometimes I have an intensity and a passion, you know, through the game and everything, but, uh, it didn't really show it too much, uh, yesterday, but it was just like a, just a one, it was just a goal of mine just to just go out there and, and just give a, give it your best and give it your all. So, um, that's all I thought about, you know, during the game was just try to do everything I can to win. Do you have any pregame routines, you know, especially like, you know, I'm feeling anxious. I'm going to put on, you know, this artist and I'm going to, you know, walk around the arena or somewhere I'm going to go, you know, stand at the center court and, you know, visualize, do you do anything like that? Um, you know, during warmups, I definitely do before, right before we go to the bench for intros, I definitely just look around the arena. Um, you know, it's just, again, a, a, an homage to the amount of work that we've put in to, you know, have, you know, that many people uh, sitting there before the tip. So, um, I still remember, I, I've been talking about this for a while now, just like, the 1600 people at Denver versus now the solo crowd and it's all white and some, you know, brown and yellow as well. So, um, just trying to soak it all in and just understand like, Hey, you know, you're ready for this. You've been preparing for this. So now it's time to just show everyone, you know, what you've been working on. Hoops fans. Those of you that listen to this podcast are particularly invested in college basketball 
but you do not want to miss out on the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook and what they have going over with the NBA. If you didn't know, they are a official sports betting partner of the NBA and their most recent deal. It's, it's too good to pass up. It's between the legs, 360 windmill. Good. It's hitting a three with a defender in your face. Good new customers. All they have to do is bet $1 on any team and they're going to get $150 in free bets. If they win, it's that simple. Bet $1 win 150 in free bets. If they win. DraftKings customers can also get in on the action with the same game parlay. This is where you combine multiple bets from the same game. The bigger, uh, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any NBA team. Get 150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple with the promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Speaking of DraftKings, I want to give you guys my DraftKings pick of the week. And we're going to the Big Ten. A lot of these conferences are, are pretty much locked up at this point. It, it's not going to be as exciting as it is in the Mountain West. But Wisconsin's got a nice little chance here to kind of slide in and, and steal Purdue's thunder. And at plus 180, I'm very intrigued. Purdue's a great team, but it's just challenging to survive this slate. And I think with the with the schedule available, there is there's a path forward for this Badgers team. They obviously came off of a dramatic win over Michigan and then, you know, some intensity in the handshake line to say the least. I think they're going to respond down the stretch. I think the Badgers end up building off of this and I think they end up taking the big 10. So that is my DraftKings pick of the week, Wisconsin to win the big 10 regular season title at plus 180. Lock it in. I know you've got a, a lot of big games coming up, but I, I posted that video of your your introduction and the crowd sold out and they've got the fire, you know, coming out of the hoop and the the song from the last dance is playing. I was just it gave me goosebumps, man. I was just sitting there. I was like, this is the this is the biggest like basketball that I've ever gotten to experience consistently in Fort Collins. And as a CSU guy, you know, I like, I know it means a lot to the entire community, but I was just like, fuck, this is fun. Yeah, no, it's man. It's, it's so much fun. Um, you know, always, always just seeing all my friends and, and, you know, classmates and, and even teammates just celebrated and just like, look and just be like, man, this is crazy. Like even, even when we're in the starting lineup and we're just sitting down, it's just like, they get so loud and we're just looking at each other like, bro, it's so loud right now. I can't hear anything. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's what, you know, a kid dreams of, you know, in playing in atmospheres like that. Uh, you actually had a, like a really good, were you in the press box? Yeah, I was up high. They had, so many people there. It was, it was crazy. Like even more than when, you know, Jimmer Fredette and some of these people used to come to town. Yeah. That's what, uh, yeah. Kevin told me that, um, you know, earlier and I was just like, man, I've, I've really never seen it like lit up before. So I like looked up way up and I was like, Oh, there actually are people in there. So, um, no, yeah. Your camera angle was actually pretty fire from there. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's just, man, it's, it's such a surreal experience too. uh, super, super loud and super, you know, interactive. So hopefully I know it will be like that, you know, next time we're at home. It's probably good experience too, just for, you know, if you, at this point, I would say your NCAA tournament resume, I don't want to jinx anything. I'm not a superstitious person, but I know a lot of people are, 
it, it looks pretty solid. You guys have earned it, in, in my opinion, I think, regardless of what happens from, from here on out. You still have plenty to accomplish. I know you guys want to do all of that, but it's going to be good experience, you know, playing in the intense atmosphere and the, and the loud arenas and, you know, tight games and being able to communicate and, and just, you know, having the confidence and knowing you have guys like Chandler Jacobs who can just go off for 18 points any night and look really fly while he does it with, with the old school earrings. Right. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's what the season, you know, accommodates to at the end, you know, in the postseason, that's, you know, the close games, the blowouts, the, you know, the bad losses, all of that is to build up to the postseason. So you're ready for literally whatever, you know, bad, bad calls, technicals, missed shots, um, bad defense. Like we've, what we've gone all through it all. So now every single scenario is, is similar and, you know, uh, it's fresh in our minds. So, um, understanding that. And that's why postseason basketball is always the best because, you know, every team has their own story and now they're just going to go clash against each other. And, you know, that's the beauty of basketball and the beauty of, you know, postseason basketball. I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's too easy, especially when a team has expectations, which are are good. You know, when a setback happens or a couple of setbacks, it's, it's so easy to get caught up in the emotion. Oh my God, it's the end of the world. We're two games back now and this and that. And it's just like, look, man, it's a long season. Growth happens with wins and losses, but probably even more so in losses, just because you're able to kind of go back and see what you're doing well and then redefine things. But all these other teams, like they still have to play on each other too. And now we're seeing it and it's going to be a really interesting finish here down the stretch in the Mountain West. I know you guys just kind of try and take it one game at a time. So we'll, We'll like focus on the Utah State game now. What's it like going up against Justin Bean? Because this is a guy that, from an efficiency standpoint, one of the best players in the country. Yeah, no, he's a he's a great talent. Um, you know, I think he's you know a very underrated you know all conference guy just because you know they just haven't had the as much success as they had you know in in prior prior years. But man, he's one of the toughest guys to guard because he plays basketball the right way every single time. Um, he doesn't need the ball to make an impact on the team. He sets screens. He cuts really, really hard. And and he, again, offensive rebounds is, is basically his thing in rebounding in general. So, um, you know, he's, he's kind of just an uh, all around basketball player. Um, you know, he's shooting the ball really well this year, super efficient, um, sharing the ball as well. And, you know, in the new offense, I think, you know, it tailors to his strengths a little bit, a little bit more. So, um, you know, he's, he's a, he's definitely a generational talent. And I think one of the, the Utah state greats. So, um, you know, always going up against him, it's always a pleasure and it's always a challenge. Do you like playing in Logan? They, they usually have, you know, good fans and intense fans, you know, sometimes they're not the nicest, but they're, they're definitely into it. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite, you know, it, it, no matter wins or losses, um, you know, their, their student section is, is crazy. Um, you know, every time I go there, it's, it's, they're so interactive and they, you know, they love their school. So, um, you know, the venue's great and, you know, it feels like everybody's on top of you and everything and it gets super loud as well. So it's going to be a good challenge. What's kind of the focus going into this game? Is it limiting those second chance opportunities and then trying to kind of not let, cause they've got to, I mean, with Horvath too, they've got a couple of really experienced guys that have just played a lot of big time basketball. Yeah. Um, I think the plan is just, you know, we know we're going to have to play for 40 minutes, you know, ups and downs, kind of the same thing with Wyoming. Um, 
you know, again, hostile environment, big game. Um, and you just understanding, Hey, we can't just get beat over a bad four minutes or, you know, it's going to be a game of runs. Of course, it's probably going to go down to the wire as well. You know, Utah state's a great team and they're on a roll. Um, and they're super ex- experienced as well. So it's going to be a mental challenge on, you know, knowing personnel, knowing their sets. But after that, it's really just the play after the play. So offensive rebounding, you know, pushing in transition and just taking care of the ball. So most of our main characteristics and pillars of, of who we are as a team, that's what we're going to have to show, um, you know, greatly in this game. Makes sense. I mean, you can't deviate from the plan too much. Like it's, it's gotten you guys this far. Um, this is this is kind of random, but we, we've mentioned this a couple of times now. Basketball is a game of runs, and it's just going to happen. Like even in a game that you win big, the other team at some point is probably going to have a six-zero run, an eight-zero run, you know, something like that. As a player, though, how big of a run like does it have to be to where you're starting to be like, all right, like this is, you know, is it like fifteen-zero, you know, like eighteen-two, like you know. Roughly, uh, I guess, because I know I'm pretty yeah. good spot here. No, it's tough. Uh, that's a great question. Um, it's really, it depends on the team, of course, and, and who they have and kind of their discipline level. Um, like going down, like, again, I'll just say UNLV because I think it's still a sore spot in CSU fans. Um, but if Bryce Hamilton goes out for 13 straight or something like that and hits three threes in a row, like we have a problem on our hands because he's – an NBA level score. Um, and as soon as he sees one or two threes go in, he's shooting eight more. So um, understanding that, you know, San Diego state again is a great defensive team. So if they get out of transition, hit open threes, you know, we're down 12, 13, it's going to be really tough to, to bounce back. Um, but understanding, you know, again, we went on we're we've been up 10 before and blown out teams or, you know, teams have came back and everything. So um, just understanding, you know, don't crumble, you know, when, when coach calls that timeout and you look up and you're down nine or something like that, like, dude, it's like, in my AU coach actually like shared this when we were in the EYBL circuit was just like, dude, it's three baskets. Like just get three stops. We'll get three baskets. It's okay. We were down six. Like, dude, that's two baskets or something like that. So, um, you know, just chopping it down into those sections as well is, is a lot easier than just like 13 points and stuff. So, um, yeah, just just having that experience and that maturity to say, hey, it's a game of runs. Forty minutes is not twenty. The game is not twenty five minutes. Um, you know, we're fine, and once we get it rolling, and we're really hard to stop. So I think that's where our experience comes from. Been all over the place here, but just one more question on the Wyoming game, kind of on this runs thought. You know, in the in the game against San Diego State, you guys pretty much kicked their butt, you know, for the first 35 minutes or 33 minutes or whatever it was. And then, you know, they closed on that run and, and really made things interesting. And this one against Wyoming, you slammed the door shut. I mean, they didn't score over the final, like, 340. They went 0-4 from the floor. W- what was it? Do you? I mean, were you guys just like, no, not again. We're not, we're not even going to let this get interesting. Yeah, I think it was just a constant reminder of, like, Hey, you know, we can open it up. I think we were, it was like 50 to 44 for a few minutes. Um, it's just multiple possessions of kind of quick shots. You know, there were good shots. I trusted everybody to make them, but you know, they just didn't fall. So, um, understanding that and just 
to understanding what we needed to do on defense. You know, we didn't want them to get on a run. You know, Jeffries was hot. Maldonado was trying to be aggressive. EK was also trying to be aggressive as well. So, you know, locking in on defense, you know, definitely helps stop runs. Um, but I think it was just, yeah, the mental preparation of like, you're not, you're not, you guys aren't scoring anymore. So um, I think it was a, it was a huge testament to our preparation. I know some of this is, is kind of up to the discrepancy of the officiating, but they had 24 free throw attempts in, in their win against you guys. That obviously played a factor. They had six in this one. They did hit all of them. Um, sorry, I got a text that it's um, like, were the rest letting you guys play? Do you feel like, or was it really a thing where you were like, we can't, you know, get into foul trouble the way that we did in this last one? Um, I think it was a little bit of both. Um, I think it was more, there was more clean physicality, you know, our hands weren't, we didn't have two hands on the guy's body or when we walled up, we didn't lean forward or anything. So I think it was, the game was more clean, but it was more physical at the same time. Um, you know, uh, I think they did let us play a little bit. Um, but you know, it just really is just game by game. Really. Um, I liked the way that they officiated, but, um, you know, it might not be the same you know, on Saturday. So, uh, you know, we don't really worry about it too much. We just want to play our game as much as possible. Um, but we also, you know, know their tendencies, they know our tendencies. So we try to avoid, you know, running into people or, or getting charges or anything like that. We just try to, you know, do our best with that. I mean, doing it against a team like Wyoming, especially though, that's, that's impressive. I, I got to imagine that was, you guys were patting each other on the backs afterwards. It's been like, you know, way to execute. Cause it's, one thing to, you know, have the vision, but they just, they're so relentless with the way that they attack you. Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. Uh, we were super, we were celebrating everybody, especially, you know, the big men, uh, you know, James and DT for the way that they played on EK, um, switching ball screens and staying connected and, you know, not allowing guys to get past them. Um, I think it's a huge, severely underrated thing that, you know, that we have is, you know, our interior defense, I think has gotten so much better over the season. Um, and just, yeah, preparation really just rotations and practicing, practicing, practicing. Nico had a, had a great plan, um, as well. So, and we executed it really well. All right, man, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, but we do have a couple of questions from Twitter, a couple of sarcastic. Did you play football in high school? Um, <laughs> we've talked about three point shooting before and, and, you know, you've always said that you were confident in, in your ability to hit them. It was more about, you know, selection and, 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 and being in rhythm and all that. But we have a question here from at the great. <laughs> what was his, uh, what was your routine this off season as, as far as three point shooting goes? Was it like a big point of emphasis for you? Um, that's a great question. I think Routine, well, usually 300 makes a day, so five days a week, whenever that may be. Um, yeah, just around there. That's just on, on our own time. So whenever we have some workouts, we'll, with Ali, we'll shoot maybe 125 makes. So, um, and then after that, it'll be 300 makes uh, a day. Um, but mostly what I focus on was rhythm, you know, getting comfortable with multiple um, footworks. So like left, right into it, hopping off of two feet, you know, going, 
you know, kind of what Drake Jeffries does is like sprinting and then right, left into it and everything. So, uh, different footwork styles and everything, uh, working on those. And then just, it's really, for me, it was just mental kind of, you know, I'm my own, you know, biggest critic. So, uh, you know, I had to give myself a little bit more grace, uh, with my development. So, um, you know, once I started doing that, you know, a lot of shots, a lot more shots started going in. And then the other one here from at King of Colorado, <clears throat> excuse me. What is your favorite bar in Fort Collins? I know we're, or like we can do restaurant too, if you don't want to, you know, say anything. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, I am 20. So, uh, that's I'll right. Be... That's right. Yeah. I actually genuinely did think you were 21. So that wasn't me no, trying you're good. to be coy. No worries. Yeah. I turned 21 next month. Um, Favorite restaurant, got to say Crazy Carl's for sure for pizza. Um, breakfast spot or donut spot is Lamar's, 100%. I just had it officially for the first time. I bought my own box the first time, you know, last week. So, um, yeah, that went by fast. And just letting you know. <laughs> um, no, Lamar's is an amazing donut spot. So, if you don't know about Lamar's in Fort Collins, I don't know if they have any other um, locations, but you need to go get Lamar's for sure. Love it. Both good answers. I miss Lamar's. <laughs> can't can't uh, put the donuts back the way I used to. I don't I don't get the same amount of cardio in, in my life right. that you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotcha. All right, David. As always, man, I, I appreciate you giving us some of your time. Safe travels out to Utah State and, and best of luck out there. We're obviously looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but there was some wonkiness with the TV broadcast in the Wyoming game. The Providence game that was on ahead of it had like a big time delay and it went to triple overtime. They didn't oh, wow. switch over on cable till seven minutes left in the second half. Oh, wow. Oh, like you geez. could stream it on, you could pull it up like on your laptop or whatever, but the uh, cable broadcast, they didn't switch over. Until oh, man. People were I pissed. did not. Oh, yeah. I would. I would. Oh, man. That's, that's literally like. An entire game you missed. You yeah, missed 30, 35 minutes of the game. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, man, I apologize for that. It was a good game, though, in the Providence <laughs> and, and Xavier. But, um, yeah, oh, I'd be I'd be. Very why you got to be in Moby. That's why you got to be there because, then yep. you know, you don't have to worry about it. But, yeah, tough situation. All right, David. Thank you, man. Thank you. Go Rams. Go Rams. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be